Our scripture this morning is from Joshua chapter one. And uh, I'll read it to you at the end of it. I invite you to say thanks be to God with me. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, not Lebanon, to Lebanon and God's kingdom extends to Lebanon too, so I've heard. And from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you where you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, Get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you'll cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you for your own. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So Joshua, right? Joshua. Even if you don't know the story, I, I don't know, maybe I'm weird. Like when I hear that name, there's just, there's this, there's this hope in it. Joshua. Joshua is given the name of this book, this 24 chapter book is given the name of Joshua. And I don't know, like in the name, you can almost hear the whisper of something to come, Joshua. For the Hebrew people, the name Joshua actually held the name of God. So the name of God, Yahweh, is in this Hebrew name, Joshua, Yahshua. So you can actually hear Yahweh in Yahshua. The second part of the name in Hebrew was their words for salvation or will save or can save. So the name Joshua actually means God will save us or the Lord is salvation, Joshua. Genesis, uh, the first book of the Bible. So you, the first five books of the Bible are Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. They have a nice ring to them, right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. But then we have Joshua. See the difference? So Genesis begins, right? Perfection, the garden. But then we take hold of that thing which God says not to take hold of. We're expelled from the garden and off we go. Exodus, the next book of the Bible, the people of God are enslaved. We're enslaved and then rescued, but we're rescued into a wilderness. So in the wilderness, we're still going to this promised land. We can't see it for a while, but even when we can see the promised land, we can't get to the promised land. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus is all about this law, this law that God has given. And it seems the people of God can't go five minutes without turning their eyes away from the commands of God. So they make more laws and more rules. That's what we do for some reason. When we can't follow the simple laws, we make more and more and more. So the people of God find themselves in this place where they can't do all these things that have come before them. Numbers is about counting and comparing and keeping up. In the book of Numbers, it's just about counting, comparing, keeping up. And then Deuteronomy, the word literally means a copy of the law. So they come back to the law. In Deuteronomy, the people of God are still wandering through the wilderness, can't follow the law, counting, keeping, uh, keeping up and comparing with everybody else. And they come to this place where Moses, 
has been in the wilderness 40 years. He goes up on top of this mountain called Mount Nebo. He sits down and God shares with him that he is not gonna be able to go into the promised land. He can see it, but he can't make it in. And so if, if some human were ever to make it to the end of the, of the book of Deuteronomy, I know no one in here ever has, right? But if you were to read all the way to the end of the book of Deuter- Deuteronomy, you would find this verse where it says, Moses dies and no one even knows where his grave is. This great leader, their ancestors, Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, they know where they're buried. Nobody even knows where Moses' bones are. And the people of God for 30 days in the wilderness mourn and weep over the loss of Moses. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Yahweh can save us. I don't know about you, but my life's sort of like those books, right? God gives me everything I'm supposed to do, that I take all the things that I shouldn't do, so I find myself in slavery, but God's rescued me from slavery. But even out, when I'm rescued from that slavery, I'm still sort of in this wilderness where I'm like, am I ever gonna make it to the promise? I can't even see the promise. And when I can see the promise, I can't make it to the promise. So what I do is I try to follow all these rules and all these laws, but I can't do it. I never measure up. I can't make it. So I go to this next thing of just comparing myself to others to make myself feel better. And I count and I compare and I keep up and I count and I compare and I keep up and I wander through the wilderness and I can't keep the law and I come to this place of like, am I ever gonna make it in the promised land? I need Joshua. And the book of Joshua, chapter one, verse one, starts like this. It says, after the death of Moses. Now, you know this, we often date things, we often place things by what has come before and oftentimes we place uh, and date things by even great losses that we've had after dad died after I got laid off, after my divorce. And it's in those places that you need what? Joshua. Now, maybe I'm forgetful, but it seems like to me that this year, as we were saying goodbye to 2018, at least I saw it on social media, I've never seen us so happy to see a year go and another one come. You know, I've never seen more, you know, 2018, don't let the door hit you on the way out kind of social media posts than I did this year. And I actually think I'm really just forgetful. I think we probably do it every year. We come to this place and say, I can't wait to get done with that. And I am looking forward to this. And that's where the book of Joshua starts. It starts in that kind of place. I can't, I can't believe we've come through that. What are we going to do now? Jo- Joshua starts his journey without some of the people and without some of the things that he has had with him, it seems, his whole life. Joshua felt that he had less and God was now asking him to do more I'm gonna pause there. I want us to linger there for a moment because some of us here, we woke up January the 2nd and we were like, oh no, I feel like I have less than I had before. I'm tireder, I'm older, I'm whatever. I don't have those things and I can tell that 2019 is calling for more of me. But don't you understand? I have less. Well, that's how Joshua felt after the death of Moses. Who is Joshua? Joshua, here's the description we're given of him. He is Moses's aide or Moses. I don't know how you say the plural of Moses. Moses is his assistant. Okay. He's Moses is his assistant. Joshua is known by Moses. Joshua finds his meaning and identity by being connected to Moses. And the first line of the book of Joshua is after the death 
of Moses. His identity is rocked. His identity is lost. And now he's being asked to do more. And this is what God tells him. Be strong and courageous. This is what's called a charge. A charge, uh, I know we use the word in all kinds of different ways. Like you can have a charge on your credit card or your phone can be charged. You can take a charge in basketball. There's all kinds of ways that we talk about charge. The charge I'm talking about is when someone puts into you responsibility, identity, and a commission. They've asked you to do something and believe that you could do it. God charges Joshua, be strong and courageous because, this is the charge, you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. If you're following along in the program, you can write charge in that first blank. It's a big charge that's given to Joshua. And you hear it, right? To inherit the land I swore. Who was the land swore to? Well, if you follow the story of Moses and the Israelites, they, they were looking for this promised land. This is the land they promised, but the promise goes way back before that, all the way back in where? Genesis, the promise is given to the people of God in this one old man, Abraham, who has no son, that he will have as many descendants as the stars of the sky and this land that is inhabited by all these other different people groups. And so Abraham is told, this will be your land. That's the promise. Abraham passes it down to Isaac, who passes it down to Jacob. Jacob passes it down to his 12 sons. One of his sons, Joseph, goes to Egypt. He saves a bunch of people, but after they've been in Egypt for a long time, they become these slaves. And then Moses comes, and those slaves escape. They wander for 40 years. 600,000 slaves in the wilderness are now as many as the stars in the sky, and they still haven't made it. And it's Joshua, Moses' assistant, who's told, you're going to be the one that gets to take them in. So be strong and courageous. The charge reminds Joshua of God's faithfulness. God says, I promised this to you guys and I'm gonna keep my promise. The charge gives direction for his life. Here's where you're gonna go. And the charge changes his identity. Joshua will never again be known as Moses' assistant. You'll never find a great recounting of all the assistants of Moses and find Joshua's name in some little list. No, he's got a whole book named after him. God follows this up with these words again. Be strong and very courageous. Anybody notice a difference in that charge? Just one word, right? Very. What God is charging Joshua with will require a very. It will require a whole new level. You see, it's not just be strong and courageous. It's be strong and very courageous. It interests me that as we start new years and as we start a new year this year, that we always think about, I'm gonna take it to a new level, right? I'm gonna take it to the next level. Now, like sometimes I hear a lot of people talking about how they're gonna eat in 2019. And that's because you took your eating to a whole new level over the holidays, right? (laughs) But what you're talking about in your resolution is something different. I'm gonna take it to a a a newer level, a next level, a different level. 2019 is keto, right? Everybody wants to be keto, whatever that is. 2019 is, uh, you know, people are like, I'm going to be carb-free in 2019. And I've told y'all that that's of the devil. And so whenever I, see, um, whenever I see all these renunciations of bread and all that, I, my self-esteem goes way low because I know that you've not been listening to me. But I, I get it that, that some of y'all want to do that. I heard somebody say, 2019, no caffeine. I'm like, I don't even know you anymore. Huh? <laughs> 
but I'm doing a cleanse, I'm doing a fast, I'm, I'm taking it to a whole new level. And it interests me that we'll take things or we'll, we will resolve at least to take things to a whole new level in our eating and our exercise and our organization, you know, in our discipline, in our work, all these different things. But we are so reluctant when we feel God asking us to go to a new level. You know, he says, you're gonna be prosperous and successful, right? Like, okay, what do I have to do? He tells Joshua, here's what you have to do. Follow all my laws, keep the book of the law on your lips always, and meditate on it day and night. We're like, I'm out. (laughs) No way I can do that. I'm I'm out. And it's just, it's just interesting to me that we'll resolve to do all the other stuff, but we're so intimidated to go to a new level with God where we're being assured of his presence and his power. So will you be able, I'll answer this for you. Will you be able to follow all of God's laws, keep the book of the law on your lips always, and meditate on it day and night? you are about as likely to do that as you are to hit Planet Fitness for the next 365 days, okay? I'm already six days out. I've, I've, already, <laughs> I've already missed that one. But you and I are given a charge by God. Will we accept it? I have less than I did before. 2018 kicked my tail, right? Joshua started depleted as well. But God was not asking Joshua to follow every law and get it right every time. He was asking him to do that, but he knew that he wouldn't be able to. What he was doing was something different. He was was putting identity into Joshua first. So here's what he says next. Guess what God says next? Be strong and courageous. Third time. Listen to verse nine. Have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So who does God say do not be afraid to? Afraid people. Who does God say do not be discouraged to? Discouraged people. Who does God say be strong and courageous three times to? Somebody who thinks they are not strong and courageous. Because we don't get things the first time. God is not expecting Joshua to get it right perfectly in that moment or in the next. But he is asking Joshua to understand his identity is no longer just as Moses' assistant. His identity is brave, strong, known, loved. God's trying to get it in him, in his heart, in his mind, in his hands, in his work, in his relationships, in his family. Joshua, you're brave. He says, I'm afraid. Joshua, you're strong. He says, I feel really weak. I lost Moses. Joshua, you're known. He said, I've been isolating myself. Joshua, you're loved. He said, I'm not sure I believe you. All the things that we say. I've told y'all before, when my youngest daughter, Phoebe, started school, it just wasn't her thing. She just didn't like it. And uh, I have the pleasure of being her chauffeur every morning. I get the job of every day taking someone where they don't want to go. It's one of the greatest joys of my life, seriously, seriously. And we have a routine. I've told you guys this. She goes to Rutland Elementary. There's an A building and a B building. The A building's for the older kids. The B building's for the younger kids. And so we would drop the big sisters off at the A building. And as we would come around the corner to the line for the B building for the little kids, Phoebe would say, welcome to the torture chamber. (laughs) Just a little bit of self-talk to get ready for the day. And then I reach back and I take her hand and we have a prayer. It's the same prayer mom and I and her sisters have prayed every morning since Rachel and I were married. We say, oh God, we praise you for this day and we commit our life to you. 
We thank you for our sweet Lord Jesus who gives us passion and purpose. Lead us this day by your Holy Spirit to be committed to you and to each other. Forgive us of our sins and renew us to new life in you. We believe by faith that you alone will sustain us today. Help us to be a light to your people and hold us safe to our together again in Jesus' name. Amen. And when I say amen, me and Phoebe play this game where she tries to wriggle her hand out of my hand. We're just going to do this thing. And she wins every time she gets out. And about that time, we've cruised up to the place where the teachers are open the door. Same thing every day. Phoebe says, I love you, Dad. And I say, I love you, Phoebe. And she says, don't forget to wave. And I say, I never forget to wave. And then she gets out of the car, the teacher opens the door and she stands on the sidewalk and she faces me with this expressionless, no smile look and waves her hand like this. (laughs) As if she is a soldier about to go into battle. (laughs) School's just been not her thing. And one day, a couple of years ago, Rachel answered the phone and it was Phoebe. You don't expect your first grader to be calling you in the middle of the day to hear her voice. Some of you parents know that you can talk to your kids over the phone and you can actually hear tears streaming down their cheeks. She wanted to come home. Rachel said, you can't come home. Here's what Rachel said. She told me, she said, I said, three more hours, you can do it. You are brave, you are strong, you are known, you are loved. Little girl, there are voices telling you that you're afraid. This is who you are. You see, Phoebe's brilliant first grade teacher didn't let her call home so that she could go home. She let her call not so that she could get instruction on how to behave. She let her call home because she knew that she needed to be reminded of who she is. You know, sometimes a voice can call things out of us that we don't even know are in there. Now, sometime this year, listen, here's, here's the new part of the story. Sometime this year, I tell these things, I believe that our stories, the story that you're living, echoes the great story, Genesis through Joshua and on, okay? That's why we do this. Sometime this year, before we even got to the school, Phoebe started saying to me, hey, Dad, you ready to pray? Okay. Sometime this year, she let go of the holding on to the hand game. She's in third grade. We don't do that anymore. Sometime this year, I can't tell you the exact day, sometime this year, she stopped saying, Welcome to the torture chamber after four years of saying it every day. Sometime this year, she started asking me if she could go to school early. She's on student council. They're working on stuff, trying to make the school a better place. Sometime this year, she stopped the soldier salute to me and started getting out of the car and waving to me and smiling. Sometime this year, I started seeing her walk confidently, standing up straight with her backpack bouncing into the school. You know, sometimes you have to hear things over and over and over again. God is not like this tyrant taskmaster who's expecting you to get it right. He's, he's like a loving mother or father who's going to tell you over and over and over again who you are. God said to Joshua, no less than three times, be strong and courageous. No less than three times, You are strong, you are brave, you are known, you are loved. There comes a time when God says to those of us, even after our greatest loss, even when we know that we have less, God says, I have a charge for you. I have somewhere that I'm calling you to go. And there comes a time in each of our lives that we have to take the charge. Here's what Joshua told the people. He said, get your provisions ready. 
three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land. Do you understand how revolutionary this is? The people of God have been dreaming about this moment for hundreds and hundreds of years. They've been in the wilderness for 40 years and now it's Joshua who's gonna take them across the river. Joshua says, this is what God has told me. Get ready, we're gonna take possession of the land the the Lord your God is giving you for your own. And then listen to what the people say back. This is the end of Joshua chapter one. They say, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And where you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, which they didn't, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever, you hear what they're doing? They're taking the charge. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Are the people of God gonna get it right every second? No way. But they have begun to believe what God says about them. They have begun to echo back to Joshua the very words that God has just put in to him. What happens, guys, when we begin speaking out and saying and claiming these true promises about our identity instead of telling ourselves that we are afraid, we are discouraged, we can't do it, we're weak, I'll never make it, my losses exempt me, my sins will keep me from doing this, I've never been able to to follow the law. I took a hold of the apple. I escaped from slavery, but I'm still in the wilderness. I can see the promise, but I'm never going to get there. What if we say, I'm brave because God says I'm brave and I'm strong because that's what God says about me. I am known by the living God and I am loved. What would happen if we begin holding on to the things that God says about us? I need Joshua this morning. <laughs> How many of you have experienced Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and are ready for Joshua? The Lord will save me. So I charge you then in the name of Joshua, be strong and courageous. In fact, I charge you to do what God commanded uh, Joshua, go to the next level. Like some of this stuff that sounds like you could not, meditate on God's word day and night. We're like, I could never do that. Why don't we try it? Why don't we take the charge? Here's our scripture for this year. Some of you that have been with us for years know we kind of take a scripture each year. The scripture for this year is be strong and courageous. So you have it memorized right now, all right? (laughs) Be strong and courageous. That's usually the hard part. You got it, okay? Be strong and courageous. And try to figure out a way to get that into your life, into into your talk, write it where your kids can see it, you know, put it on your, some alarm that reminds you during the day, be strong and courageous. We're gonna take these four words, brave, strong, known, love, as a way for us as our community to, to take a hold of this scripture. They were words given to a little girl in elementary school. Our worship pastor, Jenny Youngman, put them into a song that we'll sing uh, during this series. You can get a t-shirt this morning that says brave, strong, known, loved. Uh, I hope that you'll maybe even get one to give to somebody else. People start wearing around and you know, in public, they're just walking around, brave, strong, known, love, you know, that's me. It's a different kind of t-shirt. Usually we're like, hey, there is hope. We're saying, hey, look at me. Brave, strong, known, loved. This is my identity. You can give that identity to someone else. So I charge you in the name of Joshua, be strong and courageous. And the reason I would say I charge you in the name of Joshua is because that name, Joshua, Yeshua, is the same name that Mary and Joseph gave to their baby, Jesus. Yeshua, Jesus is the Greek form of the name Joshua. They carried that name, that family name all the way through and gave it to the king because the name means the Lord will save. Our God is salvation.